Well, hello, I'm Dr. Terrence O'Hayes Sr. and I am the senior pastor of Faith Deliverance Church of God in Christ. We sit a place where ministry and music and the saving of souls is our goal. Well, welcome to Power Talk. This is the second show of 2023 and I have a very special guest, an in-house guest who serves with us in the ministry of Faith of Faith of God in Christ. And I am honored to have him today. And I wanted to bring him to this platform because he's doing something that is very essential. I think something that's very relevant, needful, and all the ministries that are serving people of God that have youth in a ministry. You know, the youth is uh, our future. The youth are, are here for us to uh, pour into their lives, mentor them, see them step up for the next uh, place of ministry, whatever that may be, whatever their gifting may be. And uh, this young man has taken on this work and I want to let him uh, talk to us and listen to him and what God has put in his heart to bring this uh, work to life. And uh, this is Elder Carl Blanton. Welcome, Elder Carl. Thank you so much, Pastor Hayes. I want to say that I'm honored to be with you on this Power Talk. Um, I'm thankful to, for the ministry that you are leading us in at Faith Deliverance Church of God in Christ. I'm glad to be a part and also serve in this ministry. And I think that, you know, your leadership is very impactful and we're learning so much from you just to how to do God's work in excellence. So I thank you for this opportunity to allowing us to join you in this Power Talk on today. Wow. Well, thank you. Well, first of all, this part of talk is really going to be all about you. And uh, I do appreciate you because, again, I'm working along. I want to say that I want to say that I want to come alongside you, uh, support you, whatever way I can do and whatever you need of me. Uh, we want to be here to do just that. So let's talk about uh, this youth ministry. What gave you the name Impact Deliverance Youth Ministry? Talk about that. Well, um, as I was contemplating, you know, our, the youth department was kind of vacant for a little while so God had placed it in my heart as in the book of Nehemiah as Nehemiah had went before the Lord when he found out the walls were torn down he wanted to find out a way to rebuild so as I was looking in the word of the Lord and just kind of contemplating and praying you know I looked at the name of our church first of all faith deliverance and I kept hearing the word impact you know we always want to see things you know take shape in, in a great way and so the youth has always been on my heart. So I thought of, you know, how can I get the attention of our young people? And it was just something simple as impact deliverance. And I kept hearing that word. So I put them together. And then that's how I came up with impact deliverance. And also I looked it up to find out how, you know, impact, you know, what it means and how it is effective in the work of the Lord. So that's really how I came up with it was the impact because we want to make a change in our young people's lives. Wow, I thank you for that. We definitely want to make an impact in the lives of our young people. We want to, we want to do great exploits. And yes. I think having a great impact in their lives and the ministry, we'll see that certainly come to pass. And of course, you cannot start any work without a good foundational scripture. And I love the scripture that you brought uh, to the platform, Proverbs 22 and 6. It says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, 
he will not depart from it. That particular verse, what spoke to your heart to make that come or, or be a part of your impact deliverance ministry? Well, I think we all play a part in training our young people, um, not just the parents, but also the body of Christ. When they come to church, we have a duty and a responsibility to train, as your motto is, to train, equip, and empower. So we want to also take that from the word of God to use it. The Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go. So how should they go? They should go the way that God would lead them. So if we are here to come alongside the parents, we want to encourage our young people to get the word of God in their lives because we know uh, they're going to face opposition. They're going to face trials and tribulations. And the one key thing that they need is the word of God to help them to get through whatever it is that they may experience in their lives. So we want to be a part of the training process in their lives so that they can be successful and, and make the, the proper choices when, when God take them through different things or bring them to a point in their life where they find their career, their spouse, whatever it may be, that they're prepared and always know that they can fall back and trust that God is with them. Well, thank you for that. You know, I think it's so important, as you mentioned, training. And that is part of our model, train, equip, and empower. And that blesses me to see those who are working along with us take that same mindset. Because again, uh, young people, they, they, they need to be trained, you know, and as you train them, you are equipping them for the work of ministry. And once they're equipped and trained, it will be empowered to do what God has given them to do. Because later on in our discussion, I'm going to talk about that because you've already made that declaration that you want to see the youth leading the youth work. You're yes. there to mentor them and to bring them to where they need to be through the training. You know, I'm a former military man and I did. Wow. I can I will never forget those six weeks of training. You know, you just don't join the military and they, they give you a weapon, a rifle or whatever that may be, or, or put you in right. a full dress uniform. But you got to earn it by being trained. They, they model what it is they want you to do. And you find yourself learning that, studying that, preparing yourself to move forward in that. And I can see just as you're uh, that that verse there of training them in the way that they should go. It's going to make all the difference in their lives. Thank you for that. You know, any work needs a mission statement. Love your mission mm -hmm. statement. Our mission is to impact the youth of today with the word of God, which you've already said, to help them to grow and maintain a positive life challenging relationship with Jesus Christ, to live for him and use their gifts in the church and the community. So everyone who has a mission statement, that comes no doubt through prayer and seeking God. So how did you come to your mission statement for your work? Well, again, as you stated, it comes through prayer and, and seeking God and, and also being a part of the ministry that we are a part of. You know, we wanted to kind of conjoin it with, you know, the vision that God has for the house. So we don't want to be a house that's divided. We want to be a house that's unified, working together and, and, and doing the same things to reach the God's people for the work of the ministry, as well as serving in our community. As you stated, being in the military, one of the things, you know, I'm a basketball coach, you know, so we have to do that training process before the season starts. We have a preseason. 
So we go into the preseason. That's all just conditioning, physical work, getting your body, you know, ready for the tenure of a whole season. So as we were preparing, we just trusted the fact that God had already given what was in our heart was the same thing that God had placed in your heart. As I stated, you know, when, when we follow after a leader, we got to have the same mindset to work together to keep the, 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 the ministry flowing in the right direction. I don't want to be a part of a ministry where I'm serving somebody and then I'm doing another ministry within the ministry. That just wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to be whole and, and impactful. So the mission statement came as, as, I, as I prayed about it, as I talked to God, and, and he brought the insight and it, and it made it plain. It didn't take me long to write it. Once, once I listened to the spirit, it was easy to let the, the pen of it flow. And I said, there it is, God. There's nothing, no more to add to it, no more to take away. This is what it's going to be. So that's what that's how we came up with the mission statement for uh, IDY or Impact uh, Deliverance Youth. I, I appreciate that. You know, I see you have your T-shirt on and uh, uh, <laughs> that um, that thumb print, <laughs> that <laughs> thumb print really messed me up. You know, with these new tech, you know, with technology, you know. I got a, a I got a new cell phone and you know I never used this feature before and uh it asked that I want to use my fingerprint to gain access. So I did, right? So you know, I I used my fingerprint to you know activate or get into my cell phone. Yeah. So I posted uh the PowerPoint photo that you sent in your presentation. Let me say you put together an excellent PowerPoint slide. You know, I'm a PowerPoint guy and to see you using PowerPoint in ministry is another kudos for, for me to see that happen. So when I posted it, I saw the thumbprint and I said, oh, I must have left my pink thumbprint on this uh, photo. And I looked, I'm like, wait a minute, that's that's the T-shirt. <laughs> I love, I love your, your, I love that. Talk about what birthed that for you. I love that. Well, I had a, a young person uh, do it for me uh, because, you know, I gave them kind of what I was looking for and I just kind of explained it to them and I let them know that we carry our, our ID with us everywhere we go. Our identity goes with us. So I said, one of the things that young people struggle with is their ID. So when you see uh, Impact Deliverance Youth, Youth Ministry, you're going to see the identity. Their identity is stamped right before you. We're going to see them for who they are. So that's where I came up with that. And the and the, and the, the thumbprint or the fingerprint was to just to say ID for short, IDY is our identity. And everywhere we go, our identity goes with us. So we wanted to uh, put that within the logo. And I thought it worked out very well. Oh, it worked out very well. And you know what? You need to think about that. None of us have the same blueprint. None of us right. have the same fingerprint of, of, of identifying who we are, which makes me come to this point, because this is what you said about you. If you said our youth should be doing youth ministry. So having youth doing youth ministry, each of them is going to bring their own identity. Yes. Helping you do what it is that you want to see them do. So as you begin to express that, that's your model. Yes. Your motto, again, youth doing youth ministry. That means what to you? It means everything for the youth department because youth beget youth. That's mm -hmm. the word. The word of God says the youth 
we get youth. It's going to be young people that's going to bring young people in. I can facilitate, oversee, and direct, but it's going to be the young people that is going to impact the other young people. We can have all of the great ideas. And again, as I stated uh, today in service, I don't know it all. I don't have all of the ideas. So these young people know how to communicate the youthful language to, that, that their peers can understand. They know one another. They understand each other's struggles, but we have to be there to help facilitate and lead, but we don't want to do all the work. If we do all the work, most young people are just going to sit back and just come for the show. And that's not what we're about. The, the Bible told us to train uh, up a child in a way they should go. So we got to do this training by allowing them the, the, the capacity to make mistakes and also help them and correct them and show them the proper way to do things when they do and not destroy their confidence when they make a mistake. We want to encourage them, lift them up and say, hey, you're young. That is supposed to happen because when we were young, those things happened to us. So somebody gave us an opportunity and we want to give them an opportunity to stand up for what and, and for what they are a part of. Because when you are a part of something, you take ownership. And I want our young people to take ownership of what they are a part of. When we're doing this work, it's not just about us. Our goal and our target is young people. So why not have young people do youth ministry? All right. Why not have young people doing youth ministry? That's really good. I like that. And you said something, you know, you shared with me your your you shared with me a, a blueprint prior to you implementing this. And of course, as I begin to review the material and the content, you said this. Youth ministry is about so much more than entertainment for students or a teen social club. Mm -hmm. I want you to elaborate on that because that, that was good. Youth ministry is about so much more than entertainment for students or a teen social club. It is. It's, it's so much more. Um, when we bring young people, we're, we're preparing them for, for life. We're preparing them not just to have a good time or, you know, youth are going to have that. We're going to do those type of things. But it's more than just them having a great time. We can have a great time without coming to church. Well, you know, we can go have an event or do something where it's not spiritual led or any spiritual anything. That's entertainment. We can take them to a game or or, or activity or and let them hang out. But that's not what we're about. You know, uh, youth ministry exists to create intentional opportunities for students to grow and build relationships, not just with one another, but with Jesus Christ. Youth programs have to be designed to reach the lost students and help others to grow in faith and equip them to use their gifts in the church and in the community. So we're, we're more, much more than just trying to have a good time or get them together to have a social club to just, you know, do youthful things. We want to impact their lives and help them be strong spiritual beings for the work of the Lord as they live in this earth, as they do whatever it is that God has called them to do. We want them to have a spiritual foundation. You know, we got to get the word in them. You know, that's what that's very important. We have to be able to get the word into our young people because that's what's going to keep them in this day and time. Wow, that is great. I thank you for sharing that. You know, I love the fact that you've mentioned the fact you use the word growth. Mm -hmm. 
to see them grow. And to see them grow, you got to put something in them for it to grow. And you want to put the word of God in them. You spoke about it's, it's designed to reach lost students, uh, to grow on their faith and mm -hmm. to equip them uh, and to use their gifts in the community. And because, you know, there are a lot of gifted young people in this world and we are grateful for the gifted young people in our ministry. And I'm, I'm thankful to see you want to kind of hone that. I love the fact, you know, when I worked with New Harvest, those young men, they could sing. They didn't need me to teach them how to mm -hmm. sing. They knew how to sing. Uh, I just was, I, what I, I, this is what I use the word. I just wanted to be the person that was around them to hone their skills. Yeah, to cultivate. To cultivate and let, the, let what was in them, give them that confidence they could stand on the stage across the country. Uh, we went from uh, stages here at the local city to the stage at Showtime at Apollo. And I think about that stage at the at the Apollo in New York, you know, great entertainers walked across that stage. They were up their hand on that that tree stump, and and we did that, but but we mm -hmm. didn't get there overnight. We invested right. the time and 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 hours and the time spent in the house of God through the Word mm -hmm. of God through song, and and the benefit of that was just phenomenal for me and something I will never forget, which brings me to this point I love. Your objective is to partner with the parents. Yes. Uh, your first slide, I believe, said partner with us. Mm -hmm. And you you shared five of those objectives. You have those before you? Yes. Yes, yes. So let's talk about those five objectives. And I, and I want to hear you uh, identify them for this audience, those who may be listening and may listen to a further or replay. But let's let's talk about the objectives that God has given you with the parent. Yes, sir, Pastor. So so as I was, you know, downloading from the Lord and I and I looked at certain things that is necessary, you know, for youth ministry. And I looked around and and checked out other youth ministries, what they were doing, how they were, were uh, navigating those that are successful, those that are still been working uh, throughout the you know tenure of their 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 church, um, and and I came up with five, and these five stuck with me. And the first one was the first objective definitely was partnering with parents. Mm -hmm. Without the parents, you have no youth ministry. So you know our partnership with parents must be the first thing that we do as a youth department. So that was my goal coming in 2023. The very first thing that I wanted to do was have a meeting with the parents. I didn't want to do anything else. First things first was to meet with the parents. Why? Because we need parents to buy in to what we are doing for our youth. Without parents, we cannot foster a consistent youth ministry. And that's one of the things that we want to do is be consistent. You know, with young people, you can't hit lists. If you go one week, and you don't do it the next week, especially if they're excited about it and you get it going and then it stops, they lose interest. Mm -hmm. They don't trust it no more. They lose the fact that they said, man, it's not going to happen. And it's hard to rebuild the wheel back up after you done lost it. So that was the key to us. So the second uh, objective, Pastor, was relational volunteer team. We can't do it by ourselves. We need a team of people to work in and do this work with young people. We need all eyes on deck. You know, we need eyes 
for people to monitor and make sure our young people, number one, are safe. Mm-hmm. We want the safety of our young people to be important. So we need to build quality relationships with those that can volunteer their time to support the work of the youth ministry and assist with youth planning. Again, we don't know it all. We need other people's, other minds to come together and come up with ideas that we can utilize in working with our young people. Amen. So uh, the third thing was intentional and impactful ministry program. Our programs must be mission or purpose driven and youth focused. It has to be with the youth on our mind. It has to be youth focused. It's not about uh, trying to be great, but it's all about trying to make that impact, build that relationship and be intentional when we do. We want to be intentional in our objectives of what we do when it comes to working with young people. Um, the fourth thing was transformational discipleship. The Bible said, be ye transformed how? By the renewing of your mind. Yes, so if yes. we can get into the minds of our young people and disciple them uh, is to prompt change in our young youth to confess and serve Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We're not trying to do no gimmicks or nothing like that. We're just giving them the unadulterated word, the truth, and making it plain for them to understand, to help them transform into who God wants them to be. The last thing is student leadership. We need students to be leaders. We need young people to stand up, take the challenge, and face it. When I was an athlete, I've always been the captain of our team. I've always had that ability because the coaches trusted me. You know, when when I became a captain, I took on that responsibility seriously because I recognized what it was. I was the voice for the coach with the players. And the thing was, I had to make sure that we ran as a fine-tooled machine. So what I'm saying is, you know, the coach would give the directive. It takes another young person to get everybody in line. I told you, youth beget youth. They're going to listen to a strong youth leader. So I was that voice as a captain of my high school basketball team. And even in college, you know, I always had that ability. But the student leadership is to encourage students to take ownership of being a member of the youth ministry. Our youth beget youth. The youth should be leading the youth ministry, not just us, but the youth should be in charge. When, like I stated, basketball is the key that I use because I've been doing it for so long. But when we have, I'm a coach. On the floor, I have a point guard. That point guard is the one that gets everybody on the floor in line. He gives the directive that I give him. If I have a situation, I'll call him over to the sideline and tell him, listen, I want us to run this play, and I want us to do X, Y, and Z. He goes back on the floor, relay the message, and make sure that everyone else does what we have stated for them to do. So that's what we're expecting from our young people to, to take on that leadership role. Wow, thank you. Uh, those are great objectives. And I think having objectives gives you a, a clear, direct focus with the intention of achieving those, meeting them. You've laid those out very well. All applaud all of those. And then I love what you said. You said all eyes on deck, all hands on deck, you know, all hands on deck, everybody involved, the parent, the student, uh, the youth leader, uh, the, the transformation transformational uh, discipleship, as well as uh, your, your, uh, the intentional and your, your volunteer team, people to come alongside you to help you. Because, you know, 
you know, we can't do this along in ministry. You know, I, I often talk about the, the Joshua, no, the Jeffro Moses uh, model. And I was in my teaching today, my preaching today, you know, as much as we read about Jeffro and Moses, it's a great story. You know, every leader needs to just kind of review that every now and again. But, but I saw something that stood out to me. It said, you know, because, you know, the way that Jeff uh, Moses was working, his father-in-law observed it. And he saw that what he was doing wasn't good. And he said, you're not going to be good to yourself or the people you're leading. And when he listened to his father-in-law, it changed his whole scheme of things, the whole trajectory of his leadership. He, he assigned different workers. He put them over different groups. And, and ultimately, in the end, the people went home satisfied, uh, satisfied. But what really caught my eye was the fact the word of God says, and Moses did everything that his father-in-law told him. Now, when men in ministry can listen to someone that's that has their best interests, not coming to change them or take away from what it is that they, they feel God has given them, but giving sound advice, uh, giving reason, uh, reason, reasonable information to help them. I love the fact that you were a coach. And, and, and as in your coaching, you said you were always the captain. You were already exhibiting leadership. Something was already seen in you through others that you can help get this team where they need to go. So as you came back to me wanting to rebuild a youth department that needed to be rebuilt, I applaud that. And I believe you have my blessings to see that take place uh, as, as those who may be listening. Uh, he wants to see the parents step in, do what parents need to do, uh, you know, see the need. Uh, put your hands on, on board to let this work uh, succeed and do well. Uh, another point I want to address, you use Hannah in your story, in your presentation. Uh, Hannah had a male child and she gave it to God. But she did something with that child. She brought him to the man of God and to see him become the man that he became. So how did how does Hannah play in your story? Well, Hannah actually is a very unique story in the Bible that as I was contemplating on going forth and communicating with the parents, it dropped in my spirit. God led me right to Hannah because it made perfect sense that Hannah was praying for a child. God honored that, that, that vow that she made. She vowed a vow. And my challenge was to the parents, partner with me as Hannah partnered with Eli. Mm. Hannah partnered with Eli and she gave her son over to the man of God. Now, of course, I'm not asking for them to drop them literally off as Hannah <laughs> did, but I want them to understand that they need that spiritual foundation for their lives. Because as you stated, we see what happened with Hannah's son. Samuel became one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. He was a great man of God, very well respected because of what he learned from the man of God in the house of God, that even he anointed Saul and he anointed David, he anointed those men of God. He gave words of wisdom. 
And one of the things you talked about when he gave words of wisdom, and I'll get back to Hannah, but he gave words of wisdom to Saul as God had given him. But see, he didn't do like Moses did with Jethro. Saul didn't follow with obedience to follow out everything. And because he did not obey, yes. God took his kingship and he gave it to somebody else. And so what we want to do is be the men and women of God, the vessels that God has put in this day. Hannah was serious about her commitment that she had made to God. And we want parents to be serious because our objective, again, is to train the child in the way that they should go. We want to encourage that wholeheartedly. And Hannah was a great illustration for us working on partnering with the parents to bring your kids to church. We have Bible studies. We have, you know, uh, Sunday school. We have those things in place. And when we look up and when we don't see no young people, that's discouraging. But when I go to a game, because I'm coaching right now, it's the stands is full of young people, mm-hmm. full of them, all ages, from little to big. They're in there. So what is the difference? What are we uh, uh, not doing to get those children into the house of God? So we want to, first of all, ask the parents, start with them. We got to get the parents to understand the full benefit and the necessity for their children to be in the house of God so that they can grow up and be like a sin, be a great man or woman of God. The Bible said to us that your children would do what? Prophesy. Your sons and your daughters would prophesy. Well, it's, it's discouraging because we don't quite see that as the word of God is saying. The other thing that God gave me was, was a recalling. A recalling. When you have a recalling, if something is wrong with my car and the auto manufacturer send out a recall, I can bring my car back to that uh, manufacturer and they will fix it the way it's supposed to be so that it can perform the way that it was designed to perform. The same thing with our young people, young adults, whoever. God is doing, I believe, in 2023 recall. Every one of us that have slipped away or gotten away need to come back to the manufacturer so that we can go out and do those things that the Bible said that we would do in the word of God. And that's just my belief and what I feel at this time. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, Go back to the manufacturer. He's the one that we all need. He's the one that needs to put us on the right path uh, to do. This is his work. I look at this work that you're doing as a youth leader. This is not Carl's work. This is God's work. And when we understand our assignment, uh, we what, what, what did Duke, what did God do for Joseph? Everything he did, the word of God said he prospered in it. That's what I want to see for you with this group of young people. I want to see this work prosper. I want to see you have good success. You know, uh, as a football player here, uh, not football player, but as a basketball player, I saw something from Tim Tebow. I thought about you when I was going to have this power talk. It says Tim Tebow admits he was more passionate about sports than Christ. He issues a challenge to the youth. Christian athlete Tim Tebow opened up about his tendency to prioritize sports over his walk with Christ. He challenged at this event. 
he challenged thousands of young people gathered at Passion 2023 to live their lives defined by a passion for sharing the gospel with the lost. And I see some of these that same mindset in your passion. You know, to work with young people, you gotta have a passion. You mentioned, you know, with, with young people, you gotta be consistent. You can't be on one day and and you off another day and it's not gonna work. You know, consistency will take you a long, long way. So I, I love that again. Uh, so we're about to wrap this up again, uh, Carl. Again, thank you uh, for your work that you uh, that are that you are doing. Uh, you started, you know, the work of God is now in your hands. And uh, you know, I'm just for my for a little bit of humor, you use Hannah as an example. So you said you want the parents to bring your children, but you want to make sure they come back and get them. <laughs> I understand yeah. that you, you, you want to come back. Yeah, you got to come back. Yeah, yeah, but we want you to come back and get them. <laughs> Which leads me to this point. I love how you said, uh, "I want, I want the parents to give me a year and not ninety days." I like that. What, well, what, what, what made you come to that thought? Well, you know. Uh... Many people think that 90 days is, is a good number, a, amount of time. And, and if you don't see no change in 90 days, then, you know, hey, now it's time to make some changes. Well, you know, and plus taking business, that was one of the things. Don't change that for the first 90 days. Leave it as it is. But I said, no, I'm going to stretch that a little bit longer. I need a little bit more time because, you know, working with young people, you don't see the benefits right away. 90 days is not enough time, especially working with kids and young people, it takes at least a year. You got to be a year consistently. And we have a number of things laid out to do each month so that it will be consistent. And I just want the parents to be fair to me, uh, just to to bring them, bring them to what we have and let's see what the results is when we get to 2024. I like that. You've put a challenge to the parents. You said bring them. You know, I look at Jesus and disciples when the man brought his son that had the the, 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 the spirit uh, that was in him of, of the devil. I don't want to say devil, but he wasn't, you know, he was throwing himself in the, in the fire and all the things. And something was going on in his life psychologically there. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and but when the father brought him to the disciples, they couldn't they couldn't cast it out. But what Jesus said, he said. Bring him, bring him to me. Oh, well, I just heard you say, parents, bring your child to me. Give me a year and let's see what, they, what, what they're going to look like in 2024. As uh, former Bishop Blake would say, I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. And I love what Bishop Sheard has said for 2023. He said, the mission is possible. So your mission, the mission statement you have and your desire to see these young people become the next uh, best disciples, followers of Christ, yet doing youth ministry, letting them be who they are, letting them do break forth the things that they, that they feel they want to do. And you, you right there mentoring, monitoring, 
It's going to be a great year, I believe, for you in 2023. And uh, before we bring to a close, we cannot leave these out. Your five benefits. Get to know God. Yes. Grow in faith. Strengthen yes. the family. Learn morals. And develop a prayer life. Let's close out on those five benefits, Carl. Yes, those five benefits were just a few things that God had put in my heart because there are so many more benefits that, that come with just coming to church and, 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 and following after God. So one of the things, though, that, that I learned in my research and just reading and also I've worked with kids, young people for over 20 years. I've been, I've been doing this for a long time. I've served in the uh, state or uh, regional de de department as a uh, vice president. Uh, of the state. So I understand the church side of it, the church work, and I also understand the natural side and the things that, that kids generally need, you know, and also working now in a program or uh, part of that we deal with with Samaritan Behavioral Health, we talk about a lot of social emotional learning. So we're doing a number of things to help cultivate our young people to be successful. But one of the things is when we get those families together and those young people get the word in them, generally they want to go home and talk about the word with their parents. So that helps build the family. We want to talk about teaching them how to pray, helping them to understand. We wanted to start a prayer room right now just to get them get them going acclimated with, with, with prayer. And, you know, the other things are going to fall into place. They're going to grow. They're going to get to know God. They got to have, you know, we want to encourage them to have a growth mindset in the Lord, to, to know that with God, all things are possible. We want them to believe that they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them and encourages them. As Tim Tebow, as you stated, you know, our passion for sports is something about sports. It drives you. But we got to have that same passion, if not even greater, for God. So I relate to Tim Tebow when he stated that because we 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 drive home sports and we push it and it helps you. It's just like you as being in the military. It helps you to be focused and determined and finish a goal and accomplish things. But at the end of the day, that passion has to be driven just the same way we have for, for sports. We got to have it for God. And our desire is always to see our young people to be better than we are. And as, as Bishop Blake said, I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. Everything we see in this youth department, we see it in the future. God gave me vision to see them. You know, we had a technological day. And I, I think I sent this vision to you years ago, but the classrooms were full. We had laptops. We had, you know, not visioning how we see it today, but that's how God had given it to me. And those were the tools five, six, seven, eight, ten years ago, however long it was. But but where now is social media, where everything is on computer technology. We have to adapt to all of those things to relate to this generation of young people. And they have the mind and capacity to help us, teach us how to work and navigate some of this stuff that we do today. So it's all collaboration to see all of us become better, but definitely see our young people uh, impacted and delivered from the things in this world, that they'll be great soldiers, men and women for God. Thank you, Carl, for that. And you're so right about, uh, you shared with me something years ago about what you saw with the desk and the, uh, the computers. The word of God says, for the vision is yet yeah. on a point in time. Perhaps God has sent you here mm -hmm. in this moment, for this season, for this year, 
for such a time as this. Hallelujah. And watch God, as I said today, uh, God is really doubling with Joseph. And I, and I want every leader who has their hand in the work of God at faith deliverance, I want to see them succeed. I want to see them prosper. I want to see them be successful. And God did it. Yes. He's going to do that for you as we collaborate, uh, work together, and let God just make it be uh, the best year for us. Uh, we, we said God is with us. Uh, we're starting out the gate, uh, you know, bringing uh, you're the first member of the ministry to Power Talk. I use this platform. I speak with pastors, authors, uh, those who God give me to bring to the, this uh, conversation. You know, on last year, uh, you know, this is a podcast that goes out all over the country. People from all over the world uh, tune in to our uh, show. And uh, there were there were top 10 of the different podcasts that we had uh, that I was grateful for, that we had discussion. So as we discuss these, no doubt you'll be back because you said some things about when you are working with young people and that social learning you express. You know, I, I have a scholarship that I do for high school and college students. I love young people. Uh, and uh, here we are, we are awarding, giving away money. You know, my goal is to get $10,000 uh, for 2023. And we're already at 5,100. Uh, and it's because again, us giving back, you know, we use the word community. You know, people say, well, people say what, what, what churches aren't doing in the community. What you don't understand is some of the things we do are behind the scenes yeah, and, and, yeah. and we're, and we're, we're impacting lives of people that you may not know about. Uh, one thing about me, you can, people got none of this. I'm going to share this. I'm a military man. And uh, Nehemiah is my go-to. And one of the greatest passages that, that I get from Nehemiah, Nehemiah said, and the Lord put in his heart and he didn't tell anybody. We don't have to, we, he didn't tell his soul. We don't have to tell everybody what it is we're doing we do what we do uh god knows those who we've served they know um i heard something from an apostle joshua smith joshua p smith people that know me they know i'm a my background is uh counseling a pastoral counselor i love psychology that nature emotional intelligence and just uh, you know brokenness and all those things and i i, I really uh, gravitate to that so someone shared with me the ministry of Apostle Joshua P. Smith. And when I was introduced to his work, I started following him. Mm -hmm. I have all of his books. His books are so impactful. And you use the word community. He has a community that I'm a part of. Uh, and when you're part of a community, you have to invest in that. But he said something that stayed in my spirit. He said, move in silence. Ah, yes. Move in silence. So people of God, faith deliverance, we, we're, we're moving in silence. But God is about to do something with the people of God that is there with us. And, uh, you know, people always say this, lift up the pastor's arms and all that, you know, we, we, we thank you all for that. But as a pastor, I want to lift up the leader's arms that are helping me because I can't do this work by myself. 
that I, I, I was a poor student if I didn't get that lesson from Jeffro and Moses. He said, you can't do this by yourself. He even, uh, I believe it was David or, or Solomon. You know, David said about his son, Solomon. He said, my son is young and tender. tender. He said, this work is too great for him. David said that about his son, Solomon. Make sure I said that right. Yeah. Uh, you know, this work is, 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 is too much. We, we can't do this work alone. You know, pastors find themselves experiencing burnout. And I love Bishop Herbert Davis out of North Carolina, another great man of God. And uh, he had a uh, seminar for leaders uh, this year, last year. And he had a round table discussion. And many times the questions are posed to how to prevent burnout for pastors. And on that panel discussion, the question was asked, how do we prevent burnout for those who work in ministry? Burnout just don't affect pastors. It, it affects those bodies, those men and women who work in the ministry to get the work done. So it's my prayer as I close uh, that God bless this youth ministry in a great way. And thank you, uh, Elder Blanton, for being a part of Power Talk. And thank you. And we'll, we're going to air this in a few moments. So any closing remarks before we leave out? Again, I just want to thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to be on the Power Talk and allowing us to have the ability to serve as a youth leader in the ministry because we don't take it lightly. So we thank God just for you seeing something in us to allow us to serve this capacity. And we just pray for the success of this work as well as the church ministry and for God to continue to bless the work that you do as our pastor. And we are with you as God has given us the ability to be. And just want to encourage you and thank you again so much for this opportunity. God bless you. Well, thank you. God bless. Until the next time, you'll be blessed. Take care. All right, Pastor.